Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you this sunny Saturday evening in Cork on what is an incredibly busy weekend of sport. Loads of action in the Premier League today. The goals are flying in as we speak still. And the points and the goals are flying in at Croke Park as well in the All-Ireland Senior Football Semi-Final. We'll keep you up to date on all of them. We have reaction from Cork City's dramatic penalty shootout uh, lost to St. Pat's last night in Turner's Cross. We're looking ahead to Nemo versus Castle. Haven in the 2020 County Football Final tomorrow and we've also got a big preview of Cork Camogie in action in the semi-final against Kilkenny and Croke Park tomorrow too, all that and plenty more to come between now and 7pm here on the bench Yeah, so much going on uh, in the world of sport this weekend. Just uh, keeping you up to date on everything that is going on now at the moment. And uh, it's all drama and all action up in Crow Park. And the latest score we have there is Kerry, 22 points. Tyrone, 3-14. Tyrone uh, holding on by a point there. Um, uh, well into extra time there now in that game so we'll get you the latest on that in just a few minutes and hopefully get your full time report and possibly even some reaction from Crow Park there in that All-Ireland semi-final all drama up in uh, in uh, Crow Park there and uh, lots of drama in the Premier League as well today one game underway in the Premier League at the moment and it is Chelsea now who lead Liverpool um, at Anfield um, Chelsea looking good this season looking very very strong this season and it's Kai Havertz who got the goal for Chelsea there so Chelsea one Liverpool nil is how it stands. We've got a busy show this evening, as I said. Loads going on between now and seven. We'll have a reaction uh, in just a few minutes. We'll hear from Cork City manager Colin Healy, his reaction to what was a, a really, really great performance from Cork City last night in Turner's Cross. I was down there myself. City were superb. They were brilliant. They should have won the match in normal time. They didn't. St. Pat's got a penalty on 89 minutes to take the lead. Looked like it was over and done with. Then Cork City, 95th minute, Barry Coffey with the equaliser into a wild shed end and the fans went crazy in Turner's Cross and it went to extra time, no goals in extra time, it went to penalties and unfortunately penalties are a lottery, Cork City lost out on penalties to St. Pat's in the FAI Cup last night so uh, uh, heartbreak and disappointment for City but a great performance and, and a game they, they deserve to win really but uh, more on that for you in a few minutes, we're also going to have a big preview of tomorrow's uh, County Senior Football Championship final. Castlehaven and Nemo down in uh, Porky Cueve and uh, it's not the 2021 final in case you're kind of going did I miss the whole championship what's after happening no uh, the 2021 championship starts next week the 2020 championship didn't get to finish last year because uh, it was towards the end of the year and COVID kicked off again and we were back into lockdowns uh, heading into into the winter time and up towards Christmas time and uh, never got to play the 2020 uh, senior football uh, county final so um, it is the 2020 final which will finally be played 11 months after the semi-finals were played uh, it's going to be played tomorrow in Porky Cueve and we've got a big preview I, I will be chatting to uh, Nemo boss Paula Donovan uh, their goalkeeper Michal Martin we'll also have Paul Kerrigan we're going to hear as well from uh, the Castlehaven manager James McCarthy and uh, we'll give you a big preview of that game later on in the show as well we've also got a big preview 
of Cork Camogie because they're in action in the All-Ireland semi-final tomorrow against Kilkenny up in Crow Park. Big, big game for the Cork Camogie team. They've had a five-week layoff now ahead of that game um, and uh, they're, they're, they're raring to go. We'll hear from Paddy Murray, the Cork Camogie boss. We'll hear from uh, the captain, Linda Collins, as well. And uh, Jeremy McCarthy will join us to preview it and chat it as well uh, a little bit later on. But uh, right now we do want to wrap up um, some of the, the day's action of what's gone on uh, sports-wise today uh, around the country and um and uh, indeed around the county and uh, it is uh, coming up on full time now in fact we have a full time score for you from Croke Park and it is Kerry 22 points Tyrone 314 okay Kerry 22 Tyrone 314 the final score there in um, in um, Croke Park and uh, we'll bring you a full time report hopefully from a reporter in Croke Park in just a few minutes time but that is uh, a big 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 result there and uh, more on that in just a few minutes uh, elsewhere Gaelic Games wise today um, was a good day for the uh, speaking of Camogie actually for the, the minor Camogie team today uh, the All-Ireland minor semi-final in Freshford uh, Cork beat Dublin by 15 points to 111 a close game there as well and a good win for Cork there they march on to the All-Ireland Minor Final there and earlier in Crow Park today Meath winning the All-Ireland Minor Football Final uh, against Tyrone so uh, Tyrone having better luck now uh, by a point there on a scoreline of 112 to 111 in the Premier League then and um, uh, so much action in the Premier League today uh, where do we start I suppose we'll start with the early game and um, uh, a bad season a dismal season really for Arsenal so far we're only three games in but they've had a horrendous start got even worse today Manchester City beating Arsenal 5-0 in today's Premier League lunchtime game uh, the second week in a row that Man City have banged in five goals and uh, people saying that they need a striker but uh, it looks like they're getting a lot of goals without their siding a striker even though they lost Aguero and so on as well but I would go around the ground and get some full time reports first to the Etihad Darren Stanich was there for us Man City 5 Arsenal nil. a dominant display by the Champions you thrash Arsenal at the Etihad they were two up inside 12 minutes thanks to Gundogan and Torres and any hope of an Arsenal comeback ended when Granit Xhaka was sent off for a two-footed challenge Jesus scored the third all this before the break Rodri made it four before the hour and Torres grabbed his second and City's fifth and the host entered cruise control and Arsenal start the season with three league defeats from three Man City 5 Arsenal nil. So five goals again for Man City today. Uh, four different players finding the net for the champions. And it uh, comes in what we were kind of saying. And uh, I was laughing yesterday as a Manchester United fan because Manchester United sweeping in and signing Cristiano Ronaldo from under the noses of Man City. It looked like it was a done deal, Ronaldo to Man City. And then the boss man, Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, he stepped in and he's still pulling the strings, made a call to Ronaldo and Ronaldo goes, I'm not going to City, I can't do that, I have to go back to United. Uh, so yeah, they already had missed out on Harry Kane during the week as well, Daniel Levy just wouldn't leave Kane, leave Spurs. Uh, so bad week in terms of signing players for Man City, but a great week in terms of winning and scoring goals. And um, it, the... the Pep Guardiola, their manager, he thinks this performance might answer their critics and, and put to bed that the idea of that they, they, they need to sign a striker. Yeah, we don't need a striker. We will score five goals. If we don't score five goals, we need a striker. And you will see, during the season, we were not able to score a goal, win games. How many people is going to say that we need a striker? That's why in our transfer market, we didn't buy a striker. We tried, but sometimes not possible. 
they did try, didn't they? <laughs> You'd imagine he's a little bit, uh, a little bit disappointed and a little bit sore about missing out on Harry Kane and Ronaldo, especially Ronaldo going back to their arch rivals, Manchester United. Uh, still, just keeping an eye out for a full time report uh, from a reporter at Crow Park on that uh, enthralling uh, extra time victory for Tyrone. Um, and I mean, I, I was all talk thinking Kerry would win it. Uh, I thought Kerry would have it wrapped up, to be honest, and it would be a Kerry Mayo final. But it's Tyrone who joined Mayo in the All Ireland final. Um, I think it's the first All Ireland final between the two counties after Kerry fell just short uh, by a point this afternoon up there um, they lost David Clifford to injury in um, in um, in extra time as well and uh, Cahill McShane and Conor McKenna coming up trumps for Tyrone early in extra time to make the difference um, for uh, for Tyrone and uh, that's some victory for them after there they were blighted by COVID and they, they nearly pulled out of the whole thing a couple of weeks ago whether that was just calling the GA's bluff or not we will never ever know but now they are into an all-earned final against Mayo and we'll get your report on that in a few minutes as I said but I will continue with our Premier League reports first of all and it was a cracker of a finish to the game um, at St. James's Park between Newcastle and Southampton. Two goals in injury time. How did it finish? Stephen Goldsmith was there. Newcastle 2, Southampton 2. Late drama at St. James's Park. The ground erupted when Alisson Maximam scored in injury time, smashing the ball from close range. But if there's a side that likes to shoot themselves in the foot, it's Newcastle. Armstrong was through on goal and after a VAR and monitor check, it was clear Lascelles hacked him down. Ward Prowse made no mistake with the spot kick. Callum Wilson had given Newcastle the lead with a close range header before Elio Nusi levelled for the visitors. 1 1 looked likely, then in a flash, it finished Newcastle 2, Southampton 2. A point for Newcastle, but a disappointing start of the season, really, overall for Newcastle. Leicester, though, Leicester have beaten Norwich 2 1 in their Premier League game this afternoon, and Andrew Cheel was there. Norwich City 1, Leicester City 2. Jamie Vardy's powerful right footer from 15 yards put Leicester ahead early. Fuki levelled for Norwich from the spot after an interminable VAR delay. Leicester wasted three fast breaks in the first half. Vardy twice and Barnes with the culprits. Or Brighton, after the break, showed them how it's done to restore the Leicester lead with a powerful right footer. Norwich were denied a second equaliser by a marginal VAR judgment so it finished Norwich 1 Leicester 2 Elsewhere it's finished up 1-1 between Aston Villa and Brentford in their Premier League game Clive Edwards at Villa Park Full time it's Villa 1 Brentford 1 so Brentford's still unbeaten in the Premier League they'll be happy with this point it was a frustrating second half after a very lively first half Tony opened the scoring for Brentford in the 6th minute Buendia equalised for Villa in the 12th minute but what a scrappy second half it finished Villa 1 Brentford 1 Everton, good win for Rafa Benitez's team. They've beaten Brighton 2-0. Richard Newman was at the Amex Stadium for us this afternoon. Four times Brighton, Harabian nil. Everton 2, seven points from nine under the new Rafa Benitez regime. And you'd think Everton fans are surely starting to forget about that Liverpool history. They took a while to get into this. But it was a good performance and they opened the scoring just before half-time through Damari Gray, who ran at the Brighton defence and fired low into the corner. Albion started the second half well, but substitute Joel Veltman clipped Seamus Coleman to give away a penalty and after a petulant standoff from Richardson, Dominic Calvert-Lewin stepped up to score it. Brighton went close through Leandro Trossard but their 100% start to the season is over. It's finished Brighton 0, Everton 2.
It was a two-all draw between West Ham and Crystal Palace. Guy Swindles was at the London Stadium for us today. West Ham 2, Crystal Palace 2. For the first hour, it was all West Ham, but they could only score once through four nails. Suddenly, Crystal Palace found a way back in when Conor Gallagher toe-poked home. And after that, Palace were the better side for the rest of the match. West Ham got one against the run of play through Antonio, who's 50th in the Premier League to put them in the lead. But Conor Gallagher, with his second, made sure he levelled things up. Both teams had chances to win it in time added on West Ham 2 Crystal Palace 2 Alright and uh, one game underway then this evening as well and the latest score in that game is still Chelsea leading Liverpool they're approaching half time there now uh, 43 minutes on the clock and that Kai Havertz goal uh, enough to give Chelsea the lead there at Anfield now we're going to turn our attentions to matters here at home because uh, last night as I said earlier on at the top of the show a dramatic night in Turner's Cross and unfortunately uh, we were disappointed with the result but uh, it was a game that I really enjoyed being at last night uh, great atmosphere great to have the crowds back in the cross and there was a big away support down from Dublin as well and uh, we no, no 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 goals at all for um, almost 90 minutes despite lots of chances for Cork City in the second half in particular and then St. Pat's awarded a penalty in front of their own fans at the St. Anne's end of Turner's Cross last night uh, on 89 minutes Chris Forrester getting the penalty for Pat's so Pat's took the lead in 89 minutes and we thought it was done and dusted but City battled hard for five minutes of injury time and a sensational equaliser Barry Coffey in the dying moments uh, on 95 minutes Uh, fantastic stuff um, equalised for Cork City and we hope that momentum might carry on into the uh, extra time and and it did and uh, but there were no goals for either side in extra time went to a penalty shootout in front of the shed and unfortunately it was St. Pat's who won on penalties I was speaking to Cork City manager Colin Healy after the match they got the late goal and do you know um, just in penalties it didn't go any way but unfortunately it didn't go our way tonight really good performance especially in the second half you created a lot of chances you had, I don't know how many corners you had, you had a load of corners in the second half uh, they got the penalty you got the late equaliser back it showed a lot of strength of character didn't it no it did it did as I said listen the boys have been brilliant as I said we had, a, we had a very good shape to us without the ball tonight Um we had a lot of chances in the first half and in the second half I thought we dominated the game um, defensively and obviously we knew we knew we had the pace up top to catch them in behind and we did that and I thought the boys were brilliant tonight going to go obviously conceding conceding like the way we did and to get back into the game just shows shows a bit of character and um, listen we were boys were tired but they were working hard but listen as I said penalties didn't go either way it didn't go away tonight two, two cup games now and two Premier Division opposition he took them all the way beat Sligo and took Pats all the way here as well so I mean it, it shows how strong you are and how big a club Cork City is I suppose no no listen it is and listen the boys have worked very very hard tonight I mean as I said listen it's um, I would imagine, like if anybody's probably looking at the game they probably thought we were the better side but it's um, <laughs> it doesn't always work out that way you know but listen we were done on penalties but no, the lads can be proud of the performance tonight I thought the work rate from every single one of them uh, was fantastic and I said listen boys are um, listen they're, they're, they're good players young players good players but um, they're showing what it means uh, obviously playing for Cork City There's, we expect we expect this from the players every week and they're, they're, they're improving Barry Coffey got the equaliser here in front of the shed great scenes fantastic something we love to see there um, he got two here the last night as well he's been, he's been fantastic as I said listen um, himself and Alec Bourne in the middle of the park tonight you know um, and you know Barry has got that he's got goals in him you know so it's, um, it's great to see um, to get the goal and you know it's, um, it's a shame we just didn't have some, uh, some more supporters in there because the place would have been rocking but um, but no listen it was a um, good performance but obviously it's um, it's um, very uh, unfortunate that we're out of the cup shame there wasn't more but it was a cracking atmosphere in here wasn't it it was brilliant brilliant it always is 
listen, as you said, it's the best place to play your football. I keep saying it, keep saying it, and I would imagine the opposition teams love coming down here playing and listen, it's a great atmosphere. Um, but it is a special place to play, play your football. It's finally, Colin, out of the cup now, it's back to the league, home against Athlone next week. Oh, that's it, exactly. Another mass game now next week against Athlone. I said, listen, they got a great result against Galway, so um, Paul Doolan coming down here. So, listen, they're, um, they'll be a good side. So, probably, um, listen, the boys will come in tomorrow for the recovery and we'll go again Monday. Yeah, that is Cork City manager Colin Healy chatting to me in Turner's Cross last night after their defeat on penalties in the FEI Cup to St. Pat's. Um, a great performance from Cork City and it bodes well for the run-in now to the league campaign. Hopefully Cork City can uh, bring that good form into the um, the last few games and hopefully maybe put, make a push and make the playoffs and get back up to the Premier Division. Um, right, I do want to go back to Croke Park now and as I mentioned, Tyrone have beaten Kerry after extra time in their All-Ireland Senior Football Championships semi-final a close close battle all the way both in normal time and extra time and a cracker of a match really um, we go live to Croke Park now and Ashling O'Reilly is there for us full time score after extra time here in Croke Park and it's Tyrone who are going through to the All-Ireland final Tyrone 3-14 Kerry 22 points a major blow for the kingdom as David Clifford was sidelined for extra time to what looked like a cramp Paul McShane pointed from a free to open the scoring of extra time and he followed up with his second moments later to put Tyrone two ahead. Kerry all over the place in the opening minutes of extra time and Tyrone looking full of energy playing a running game from defence to attack. Six minutes gone and Conor McKenna found himself in the right place at the right time to bury it home for his second goal of the day for Tyrone. Tyrone's bench having a massive impact, Derek Hanavan's energy and Colm McShane kicking 1-3. It's the underdogs who have rose to the top here today in dramatic fashion. It's Tyrone who will go on to play Mayo in the 2021 All-Ireland Final. Full-time score after extra time, Tyrone 3-14, Kerry 22 points. Yeah, the underdogs, definitely Tyrone uh, beating Kerry there in Crow Park in the uh, semi-final. And it's going to be a cracker of a final now in a couple of weeks between Mayo and Tyrone. OK, we're going to do matters more locally, GA-wise now for a little while. And Nemo and Castlehaven, as I mentioned earlier on in the show, contest the 2020 County, County Senior Football Championship final tomorrow. Uh, not the 2021, the 2020. they got to wrap it up from last year before they both kick off their 2021 campaigns the following week. And uh, I was down in during the week and I was chatting to some of the lads uh, both team and management and we'll hear from Castlehaven in just a little while as well but first we'll start with Nemo and I was chatting to Nemo boss Paul O'Donovan and I started off by asking Paul about how strange it is that it's nearly a year since they played the semi-final and now 11 months later they've got the final it is, of course, yeah. Uh, most unusual, I think. Um, Eleven months is probably a record between semi-finals and finals. But look, it is what it is. We can't do anything about it. We're looking forward to it. And whether there's five hundred, I believe, is going to be allowed in. Whether there's five hundred or fifty thousand, it doesn't matter to us. It's a county final, and we want to win. I suppose that campaign, that semi-final, and that whole campaign seems like an eternity going over the stage. It is, of course, and I would say both teams will have evolved since then. You know, we, we I think, if uh, we had played the uh, schedule final at the time um, we'd have a different 20 in mind than we have possibly next Sunday you know so um, players have trained differently players have made improvements players are different so I, I just I'd be I'd be kind of without trying to go back over my notebooks and all that business now I'd say we'd probably possibly have a different 20 than we would have had 
last October. Just speaking to some of the lads there as well, and like it's it's a very strange situation to start the season with the final, and then the following week you have a new championship campaign coming up with the game against Valley Rovers as well. How how do you approach a, a new season when it starts with the final? Does it change the preparation completely, or is it only slightly? Uh, I think only slightly. I think you're uh, any championship match you go to play, you're obviously trying to win and you're trying to focus on that. But normally you'd be looking at your progression through the year and you're trying to peak when you if okay I don't want to sound that we'd always come out of our group or anything like that but you're trying to progress and, and peak at the right time of the year whereas now we need to peak next Sunday if we don't we'll be beaten so we have to get get over that game on Sunday try and get uh, and that's going to be difficult to win or lose uh, to try and get your heads right for the following following Saturday we're actually out six days later so trying to get your heads right for that is going to be the challenge for us The game has been delayed and rearranged a few times with the with the intercounty stuff going on um, it's kind of giving you a bit of time to get fellas back from injury it has and um, like if six weeks ago I think I counted with 16 guys with knocks and injuries and stuff like that thankfully most of those cleared up we won guy out definitely on Sunday Peter Morgan and he was a, the, he was a stalwart of our team there last year he played midfield in all the games unfortunately he's out but look uh, one man's injury is not a man's opportunity so that's the way we're looking at it uh, someone else will step in there and hopefully uh, get us over the line Castlehaven always strong opponents a, a team that Nemo are very familiar with over the years losing out to them in the county final a couple of years ago um, it's 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 a, a tough game obviously and they're always a tough team are you expecting a tough battle on Sunday? Oh yeah, yeah of course they're, like, they're, they're, um, they're a tough physical team they always have been back to when I played myself they were a tough physical team and that hasn't changed over the years I mean you have to be prepared for a physical challenge as much as anything else with, with Castlehaven but they're quality footballers as well let's not forget that and um, they bring everything to the table on Sunday I think and uh, that's going to be a big challenge for us uh, You mentioned it doesn't matter if it's 500 or 50,000 in the stadium uh, obviously you're up in Croke Park yourself uh, we all were on Sunday and you saw 40,000 there is it, it's a kind of disappointing from your perspective you're not allowed a few more obviously you're never going to get 40,000 at the game but would it be nice to have a thousand or two there maybe and, and more supporters cheering you on and just get get all the club people in there Of course it would yeah like our membership I think is, is so, you know, uh, is it, I mean, it's around the 600 mark I think like that so I mean I, I'd imagine you could safely get those people and if you consider as you said there was 40,000 in Croke Park from two different counties yeah. probably from all over Ireland at that match uh, on Sunday and yet we're, we can't allow a sprinkling of those into, into Parky Creeve on Sunday but as I said look it is what it is it's beyond our control I mean we have to trust the people that are making these decisions that are making them for the right reasons and just get on with it um, It's been a, a strange couple of years I suppose really in general obviously the, the final was called off last year you've had a, a delayed campaign this year as well how has that a, a kind of affected you overall as a group and as a squad and as a, as a, as a management team? I don't think it's had that much of an effect. Uh, the only thing unusual as, a, as we kind of said earlier on was the, the fact that it's a county final now that's been uh, that's been the, the difference I think that's going to be the huge difference for us this year trying to play a county final and trying to come back in and play a campaign straight away that's going to be the huge challenge and I'd imagine it'll be the same for Castlehaven just trying to get your heads around that trying to get your preparation right I think um this year more than any we'll be using 2021-22 players you know and uh, you'll have to keep the lads under control now if they win on Sunday not not, not two wild celebrations eh, with another game to come the following week well look you all, and but you also have to take in COVID restrictions I mean we can't ignore those yeah. things either and uh, like hopefully there won't be any incident or anything like that with yeah. COVID related I mean these lads are sensible enough they'll normally look after themselves anyway so there's no fear of them but county finals are, are unique occasions they deserve to be celebrated 
Is it just a good atmosphere now, a good buzz around the place, around the club as a whole? I mean, even outside of the, the players and management, just to, to have the county final coming up and to have things kind of coming back to a bit of normality? It is, but like I suppose the pity of it this year is that we can't celebrate it with the kids because normally if we came back here, the, you'd have the whole club would be here, the whole underage would be here. Um, that won't be the case this year. Win or lose, that won't be the case because it's just numbers. So we're restricted in our numbers and we're, we're complying with the regulations. We've complied with them from day one. Um, throughout that lockdown there, we never met up, we never trained. That's that's the, the other rules and regulations. The, our grounds here were closed down. So we, we tried to do our best with finding patches of grass around the city there to find places yeah. to train. That literally what it was what it was. And uh, guys picked up injuries, training on the roads and what have you. But um, we're, thankfully we got a, a good window when we came back. We got an, originally 13 weeks. That extended out to 16 then because of the, the lads involved with car curling. And uh, that's that's helped us now get to the position we're in. It's been a win-win situation so with the, the hurlers getting to the final and giving you that extra bit, bit of time as well. It has. It has. Um, as I said, there are four or five weeks ago we had a serious injury list. But thankfully it's cleared up and uh, everyone, we played a game last week there, everyone was available bar Peter. That is Nemo boss Paul O'Donovan speaking to me during the week um, about the Nemo and Castlehaven 2020 County Senior, County Senior Football Championship final tomorrow down in Porky Creeve. And uh, we're going to stick with previewing that game in just a few minutes. We'll hear from goalkeeper Michal Martin. We're going to hear from Paul Kerrigan as well. But first, I want to cross to Anfield. There has been a goal on the stroke of half time. Chelsea were leading by a goal to nil. Shane Pennington at the details. Liverpool won, Chelsea won, and Mo Salah has equalised for Liverpool from the spot. But it came after re- James had been sent off for a handball. Anthony Taylor was told by VAR to go and take a look at the offence. Sadio Mane with a shot. It was blocked on the line by Reese James. Anthony Taylor then sent off Reese James and Mo Salah has stuck the penalty away. It's Liverpool 1, Chelsea 1. Deafening noise there at Anfield. Shane Pennington bringing us bang up to date live from Anfield. It is now Liverpool 1, Chelsea 1 and it's half time there. That goal coming just on the stroke of half time for Liverpool. So right back in it. Now we're going to continue our preview of the County Senior Football Championship final tomorrow, the 2020 version um, between Castlehaven and Nemo. We're going to stick with the Nemo camp as well for another little bit and we're going to hear now from Nemo goalkeeper Michal Martin. And uh, Michal started off by telling me that this final has been a long time coming yeah that's it you know it's been a it's been a really really long wait uh, and very unusual you know that you're you're almost your first game back as a county final but I suppose um, because the Cork Hurlers have done so well we've had a nice run in um, in terms of training and, and challenge games and league games uh, so ready for it but yeah it's, it's been a long wait but it, it was one of those games that kept you going during uh, during the lockdown you were training on your own you know this was always always something to look forward to does it feel like a long long time since you've had a game with the, with the club obviously you've been playing with Cork in the championships during the summer and so on but uh, does it feel like a long long time it does I actually found, I found it difficult you know obviously um, while we were training with Cork the lads were back playing league games um, and we'd have had five involved with Cork so it was tough in terms of numbers at early parts of the summer and I would have been coming out to, to most every Nemo training I could at the weekends uh, and going to the league games but you always feel um, you know you want to be doing both but you can't um, so that's why I was so so happy and we were all so happy to get the, get the extra bit of time with Cork Hurlers doing well we've had five weeks now in a really good good build up uh, together and it's given me a chance and also a chance the lads were Cork um, to get challenge games and to get playing like 
It was a double bonus, so as the Cork Hurlers do well. Obviously, they didn't win it the other day, but they, they had a great season. They got to the final and it gave you that extra bit of time as well, so win-win. They did, yeah, and we were kind of cheering on all between the Cork 20 footballers and the, the 20 hurlers. There was um, players involved, and obviously the, the Calhans, the senior hurlers, we were cheering them on for two reasons. Obviously, we wanted the Cork to do well, but also we, we, we knew, and I'd say Castlehaven were the same, you know, just that extra bit of time, um, which your Cork footballers gives you a chance to gel and play games. Um, it's important coming into a game as big as this. It's, a, it's strange to start the, the campaign with a final. It's, it's, it's unprecedented, really. Obviously, you're going to the, the 2021 Championship the following week, then against Valley Rovers, I think it is, and you have Castlehaven in the final first. Do you approach a season differently now than you would for your opening Championship game when, you, when you're starting the campaign with the final? So, we, like I would say, the way we've, I've looked at this game is we, we've done it kind of once before in terms of we played Slock Neal in um, an All Ireland Club semi final, and that was with the old calendar, and essentially we'd have played Dr. Crokes in a Munster final in early November and would have played Slock Neal in February and tried to approach it the same way in terms of that kind of 10-12 week build up to a massive game uh, and you're at a different point in your season to, to the teams you're playing in challenge games so you really have to focus in on yourself and that's what we've done um, and that, that's the way we've taken it you know we, we didn't go all out at the start of the summer uh, we built slowly built slowly and then obviously you click into a different gear um, and we, we would have thankfully had experience that, that, that as I said that Slock Neal game um, it was, good, was good, to, good as a, something to, to go off how was the mood in the camp now obviously ahead of the game um, you've had that, that the long build up as you said and you've had a, a, a strange year or so with COVID and how's the mood in the camp how's the, the atmosphere amongst the players oh it's great sure, look as I said it was one of the motivators during COVID you knew you had a county final whenever it was going to be played it was always there um, massive game against Castlehaven something so so the mood's great looking forward to it and thankfully um, for as a fit we don't think this, there's much of an injury list so which is great coming into a game like this so everyone's just champing at the bit um, ready for the game now Castlehaven are a team you know well over the years obviously um, always a strong team and they'll be tough opposition again this weekend they will yeah we were beaten well with them in um, 2018 so very familiar with them know all their individuals did know us very well um, so they're an excellent team uh, huge respect for them no, we, we both know each other so well um, but you know especially like you look at look through their, their team sheet and you know I don't, I don't think there's any doubt like in terms of the way they played um, did a titanic battle with the Bears but like you look at Castlehaven's forward line and you know we probably haven't prepared for a forward line like that um, probably going back to like playing Curafin you know there's just there's, there's no one player you can zone in on because they have three or four um, or five and, and that's the way you have to approach it they're an excellent team be strange as well I suppose if you do if you do win on Sunday the celebrations might have to be a bit more muted than usual because you're back into a new campaign the following week yeah and you know look it's something we've consciously consciously avoided um, we, we we have to park we, it's obviously going to be tough you know there's yeah. like a six day, six day turnaround into a, into, a, into a group game but we've we've taken the approach and it's it's the only way to go at it is like this is this is the game uh, we're focused on the county final uh, and hopefully then the, the fitness work all the football we've done um, you know the really high quality training we've done up to this will hopefully carry you through obviously. that is Nemo goalkeeper Michal Martin speaking to me ahead of the uh, the final between Nemo and Castlehaven tomorrow we're going to hear uh, from Castlehaven in a little while but right now briefly hearing from Paul Kerrigan uh, of Nemo who's been telling me it's been a long wait and a strange build up for this final yeah very strange and it's been kind of put off and put off um, kind of as the car teams have been progressing so like it was only the last date when we got our, our final date when we knew the hurlers got to the final so it's uh, it's great it's come around and look whether which will probably be back training Tuesday for, for the first round of the next championship on the following Saturday so uh, yeah happy it's here and looking forward to getting it all over and done with and hopefully uh, winning it out 
Is it a strange situation that you have a final to kind of start the campaign and then just a week later, not even a week later, six days later, you have the opening championship game of a new season? It's obviously something very unique because of COVID. Does it change your preparations totally? Or um, Well, yeah, you're right. It's completely strange having a final. Like, you know, um, I suppose I'm happy enough that it's at the end of the summer as opposed like there was a couple of county finals that were kind of, as soon as we were back playing, they were on playing a couple of weeks. So we've got a summer to build and, and train for it. Uh, I suppose the way we'd be looking at it is it's a one-off game. The team probably will be picked for a one-off game uh, regarding the opposition but like we've a lot of our lads have played in All-Ireland clubs uh, semis and, and finals where you wouldn't be training for or you'd only be training for a couple of months over yeah. Christmas for a one-off game so that's what we'll be leaning on really like, and that's the thing we'll be kind of hoping will will give us the edge If you were to win it would give you a nice confidence boost going into a new campaign wouldn't it? Absolutely um, I think last year before it was halted we got to the final but we weren't really playing that well the year before we won the county kind of almost at a canter we were playing brilliant stuff so it'd be a really like, way, good way to start the year and, and hopefully push on for, for the 2021 championship then does it feel like forever like ages ago since the 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 last part of the campaign I suppose yeah like and the team is so much different like we kind of have everyone fit whereas the last campaign like you know COVID you were back for COVID we three weeks and then we were in the championship and it was just injuries and in, like so we different team every week you know for the games whereas we, we kind of do we have kind of 30 lads chomping at the bit now and kind of the team will play and we'll have good subs and stuff like that so we've everyone kind of fit and ready um, so like that's a, that's a major plus and it's it's very much a new year I know like it's last year's thing but it is a new year and I suppose all the hype was with the hurling final and like we're playing a week later so there hasn't been too much of a hype or build up which from my point of view I, I'm happy with that too um, Castlehaven our team you know well obviously over the years they beat you in the final a few years ago um, are you expecting a tough tough battle from them? Yeah they, they, they hammered us two years ago um, we were going really well we thought and uh, we were playing very well throughout the summer came up against them and didn't score for 40 minutes or something like that like we had one point after 40 minutes or something so look at the very least they're honest they're hard working and very well organised very physical so that's the very least and then they've quality coming through coming back let's say from the hurlers and the footballers uh, who are with Cork so they've they've always huge quality and they've huge tradition and they won't fear us do you know what I mean we've played a couple of county finals where we've been heavy favourites but they, they won't fear us so very much a 50-50 game I suppose a big talking point is the the situation with the supporters in, in the stadium on Sunday there's only 500 allowed into Porky Cueve we were both up in Croke Park last week there was 40,000 there does that disappoint you a bit would you love to have a big crowd there cheering you on and, and like it, for it to be consistent you would think there should be more allowed at this stage ah yeah like you look at the All-Ireland and Cork City there's even more number. like I mean if they doubled it to a thousand it would, I think it would easily do both clubs do you know what I mean John wouldn't be a huge massive club both so it's a, it's a pity such a big stadium only 500 people you know um, it is very disappointing at this stage do you know what I mean like when you consider when you go back when you probably out around town there, there's nearly more people knocking around uh, streets of Dublin and stuff like that so yeah I, as I said even if they doubled it I think it would do the clubs to switch yeah um, you know you'd say fair enough about the neutrals whatever but I think if they, if they even went to a thousand I think it would, it would both clubs would be very happy with it and since I was chatting to Paul Kerrigan during the week uh, that attendance was increased and the GA did announce an increased capacity for Sunday's county final um, and Nemo were selling more tickets for that today so hopefully a common sense did prevail there in the end that was Nemo's Paul Kerrigan chatting to me ahead of the uh, the county final tomorrow the 2020 county final we'll hear from Castlehaven after the break in just a few minutes uh, just update you still have time in Anfield Liverpool won Chelsea won uh, Kai Havertz there um, with the goal for Chelsea giving them the lead um, and then uh, sending off Reese James sent off for Chelsea Mohamed Salah uh, Mo Salah getting the penalty on um, five minutes of it added time uh, in the 40 uh, 50th minute early um, of the first 
first half. Salah getting the penalty there and it remains uh, Liverpool 1, Chelsea 1. And obviously Tyrone are through to the All-Ireland football final after beating Kerry this afternoon as well. We will hopefully uh, get you some reaction to that game later on as well before we finish up at 7. And if we don't, we will certainly get it for you on the show tomorrow evening. Uh, we're going to hear from Castlehaven as I said in a few minutes and we've got a big big preview of Cork um, in the Camogie semi-final against Kilkenny tomorrow. We'll hear from Paddy Murray, Linda Collins, Joe McCarthy, all to come between now and 7. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. Okay, uh, it's Colm O'Sullivan with you on the Big Red Bench until 7 o'clock. A dramatic evening of sport. Uh, Tyrone stunning Kerry with a narrow, narrow victory up in Crow Park this afternoon in the All-Ireland Football semi-final, finishing up Kerry 22 points, Tyrone 3-14. Um, phenomenal stuff that a, that a Tyrone side that was so ravaged by COVID um, and by a COVID outbreak in recent weeks and had to delay this semi-final, that they're, they're back at that level of fitness. And, I mean, to play... Um, normal time and extra time and go on and win it against Kerry is absolutely phenomenal uh, phenomenal stuff altogether from Tyrone so we'll have a reaction to that uh, possibly before 7 o'clock and if not we'll certainly get a reaction to that semi-final uh, from the Tyrone and Kerry camps on the show tomorrow evening from 6pm here on Cork's Red FM uh, we're in the middle of our preview of the County Senior Football Championship Final the 2020 version of that and um, we will be previewing the Camogie in just a few minutes as well We've heard from the Nemo camp, it's Nemo and Castlehaven tomorrow, and now we're going to hear from the Castlehaven camp, and Aidan has been speaking to Castlehaven football manager James McCarthy ahead of tomorrow's backdated county final with Nemo Rangers, and uh, James told Aidan that after such a long wait, he's delighted to finally have a game have the game go ahead I suppose and he also gave news they may be without their talisman Brian Hurley for the match Thanks for joining us James No problem um, I suppose first of all you must just be happy that you're finally getting out on the pitch to play the game it's been pushed back several times due to Covid but uh, finally now Sunday is the day Oh delighted uh, when we got you know when we got the official date we were we, we couldn't wait for it um, yeah it's been 10 or 11 months now since our semi-final it's a long wait but uh, it's worth waiting for. Um, it's a very abnormal situation, uh, I suppose, county final in the middle of preparing for this year's championship. Um, what's been the approach? How, how have you managed the kind of mindset of the squad and have you tried to create a sort of a traditional county final buzz within the team? Um, <clears throat> I suppose the build-up really around the place I've only started you know, in the parish in the last 10 days. Um, but I was with the last 10 months, we approached it uh, kind of in a different way than you normally would uh, with the COVID. You know, it was more of a community involvement with the players, uh, you know, for their mental health. And, you know, it's something for them to do. And we've done a lot of different things during the year just to, um, that they'd enjoy their year. And, you know, it, it was an outlet for them. When there was nothing else to be done, they had uh, a county fund to look forward to. And, 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 of course, we're out the following weekend to see our championship begin. So I think sport, played a pile of goodwill uh, over the long winter months um, keeping people mind up, occupied um, I suppose Castle Castlehaven and Nemo you've had some great battles in the last decade um, you beat them in 2013 in the final and they got back at you then in 15 in a replay so uh, you're not short on rivalry anyway I know there's great rivalry and respect there um, I think we, we played the same Started football, we we want to go out and play football. We 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 play attractive football. Both both teams and both teams have, you know, players that can do that. And um, you know, the respect is there. I don't think there's much between the 
the two teams, but again, it's hard to judge going to this final because the form is not there at the moment, so it's kind of a, a once-off affair, and hopefully if the two teams turn up, I guarantee you're, you're, you're in for a cracker. I suppose a big player for Castlehaven is Brian Hurley, and I understand there's been a fitness issue there, but I suppose with finals, there there's always going to be players uh, that you've doubts about. Oh, yeah, well, <clears throat> Brian is a big a big doubt, and we haven't ruled out it as, as we speak, because... Um, Time is against them, and uh, we're we're just looking. You know, if it was um, the last game of the year, you might strap them up, and you know, you might get something out of them. But you know, we have three games coming up in the space of a month after this, so we just want to get Brian back in the field, uh, fit and well. But uh, you know, county finals take a life of their own, so you know, whoever we put on the field, you know, they they have to whoever takes his place must come up to speed and. Uh, you know, injuries, Brian could have got injured in the first five minutes and we would be without him. So, you know, we we, we knew we were without him with the last three or four weeks. So, you know, we're planning for that. Um, you mentioned there earlier with the, the buzz around the parish and stuff, and I believe there's been an increase in tickets today. So um, it, it must be great for, for people that, you know, have supported the club for so long and uh, for younger kids as well, watching their, their idols. They haven't been able to do that in the in the traditional sense uh, over the last eighteen months, so it, it's going to be great to have those fans back in watching again. Oh, it's unbelievable! Um, as we as we record this, is only after breaking a couple of hours there, and and the phone has been hopping, and you know, um, kids are especially for the kids, they're overjoyed um, that they can, especially this year, because in the last 10, 12 months they have absolutely nowhere to go, and uh, they haven't even been going to our games, you know, league games and everything where behind closed doors so um, I think they'll be absolutely buzzing just to, to go to the match and hopefully we can pull off a result for them but, uh, and that's for both clubs you know they're young kids they're the future and for the parents and for past generations as well um, you know for the older folks there that the, as one man told me during the week he said we've been locked up for 12 months and now we can't go to the county final but you know I'd be delighted to meet him and tell him that he He's able to go and, and hopefully enjoy. Absolutely. Hopefully he will enjoy it, absolutely. And uh, hopefully everybody enjoys that uh, down in Porky Cueve tomorrow afternoon. Castlehaven and Nemo in the 2020 uh, County Senior Football Final. And that was Aidan there uh, in Lee speaking to uh, James McCarthy, the Castlehaven boss. So uh, we're going to turn the trenches now to Camogie um, because it is a big, big day for the Cork Camogie team tomorrow in the All-Ireland Semi-Final up in Croke Park. The All-Ireland Camogie Semi-Final and uh, Cork taking on Kilkenny Kilkenny going into the game as um, favourites probably only marginally favourites Cork will have a right crack off it uh, tomorrow and uh, we'll be discussing that with Jeremy McCarthy in just a few minutes but first of all we're going to hear from uh, Cork captain Linda Collins in just a few minutes and first Jeremy McCarthy has been speaking to Cork Camogie boss Paddy Murray ahead of the semi-final OK Paddy Murray um, an All-Ireland semi-final beckons for this Cork team and is it fair to say that because it's been so long since you played the end of July that you a lot of the spotlight has not been on Cork coming into this game and that might not be a bad thing? No, I suppose, look, um, probably isn't in one way. I suppose everyone's talk uh, during the year is that it will be a Kilkenny uh, Galway final and, uh, you know, so I suppose we're, we're going into the semi-final as probably outsiders. Um, how impressed were you with both Kilkenny and Galway yesterday in the All-Ireland semi-finals? Yeah, look, I was, I was down at the game. I, I probably came way more impressed uh, after the game than what I was beforehand. Uh, 
you know, and speaking to probably a lot of the Kilkenny people uh, coming out after us, they feel that, that this is the best team they've had in a number of years. So um, we will have it all to do. Indeed, you will. But you've you've said uh, in previous interviews that, that we've had that there's four or five teams up at the top over the last couple of years, and they remain there: Galway, Cork, Kilkenny, Tipperary, likes Waterford as well. That you know, there's not an awful lot between the teams when it gets to the business end of the championship, and that was proven, I think, as well in the national league, where you only lost after extra time to Galway, and and then they pushed Kilkenny all the way. So, is there that much of a gap between the top four or five teams? Yeah, look, I suppose, uh, fair question. Um, I suppose it'll be at the league. You'd have to say there isn't. Uh, the only thing is that probably Kilkenny are probably that bit stronger now with, with the, 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 you know, Katie Paul coming back into the side and a few more. So um, they certain to be, uh, look to be far uh, more settled than where they were this time last year. Uh, I think their support play has improved greatly compared with last year. Um, last year they were very, very direct. I think this year they can certainly uh, go long or short. Um, you know, so we're going to have to play probably better than what we've we've done in the last couple of years to to have a chance. You knew there'd be a gap with the way the All Ireland Championship panned out. You did very well to beat Waterford, Dublin, and down in your group. But knowing the gap was going to be there and dealing with it, how I won't say how difficult it's been, but just how frustrating is it from your point of view, Paddy? Because I would imagine you would have liked the quarter final or even a tough opponent, you know, leading into to such a big game. Well, I suppose the only thing we can do is, is make it competitive uh, uh, in, in training. And, I, I, you know, I suppose look, next week we'll tell uh, whether we manage that or not. One would feel that we have done that. Um, you know, we've had a few injuries uh, after the Waterford game. So, I suppose, in one way, we didn't want to have a quarterfinal. Um, look, I suppose you can look at it another way then as well. That extra game helps... Um, as well, you know, so um, I suppose, look, again, let's see what way the semi-final goes just to see whether we've got it right or not. Um, Crow Park being the doubleheader um, is, is important and a good step for, for Camogie and promotion of Camogie. Does it matter in the grander scheme of things where this is on? No, not really. Uh, we've no problem going to Crow Park. Our, our record in Crow Park has been exceptionally good over the last number of years, so we don't have any difficulty with it. Just means that we're probably on the road earlier in the morning than than uh, you know uh, if it was in Torres or in the park. Um, I've always said that that uh, I prefer to be with my home in these big games because it just means that uh, you'll probably tune in that bit earlier rather than uh, playing at home. Obviously, from a management point of view, with your with your own management team, you're not going to tell me how you're going to set up and what way you're going to approach it. But can I ask? Because you've seen so you've seen a good bit of Kilkenny over the last couple of years and, and would have faced them as well. I mean, is there something? Is there is there a different approach? I guess is is what I can ask from Cork's point of view into the semi final, or is it focusing on yourselves and focusing on your strengths the same that you'd always do going into a semi final? Well, I don't think the message is going to change. I don't think you can change it at, at, at such a late uh, stage uh, in championship anyway. And uh, you know, it's just looking after ourselves, our own our own principles, and uh, you know, uh, just give it everything. That is Cork Camogie boss Paddy Murray chatting to Ger McCarthy there ahead of tomorrow's semi-final against Kilkenny. We're now going to hear from Cork Camogie captain Linda Collins chatting to Ger. Linda, firstly, uh, congratulations on getting this far. It's been a bit of a wait since you last played the end of July when you would have faced Waterford. So what have you and your teammates been up to since then? Yeah, it has. Like as you were saying there, it's the 31st of July since we were here last game. So it'll be four weeks since we have played. So it is it is a bit of a wait. And, you know, obviously, Kenny are coming fresh off a win last week, you know, so they could be building momentum then as well. 
So, uh, we, yeah, we've just been training, playing a few internal games and things like that. But, you know, you want to be playing matches, you want to be involved in championship. You know, it is a bit of a wait, all right. But just looking forward to this weekend now and getting back into competitive games. Like, uh, you're... I, I don't doubt for a second that the intensity of your training sessions has gone up a couple of notches in the last couple of weeks, Linda, but is there any concern with the fact that, you know, Kilkenny have had a benefit now um, of coming to Parky Cueve and putting away Wexford, um, you know, and getting out 60, 70 minutes under their belts? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, like, you can you can only chase so much, but, you know, it's the challenge. Then when you come up to a match and that's when you know where you're at. So I suppose we haven't been able to see where we're at. You know, we might be doing well at training or whatever but then you might come up against another team and you don't know where you're at so I suppose look we'll have to see now on Sunday hopefully what we've done in training will have been enough and you know we're all just pushing each other and everything at training so hopefully now it will um, come through on Sunday That is Cork Camogie captain Linda Collins speaking to Ger McCarthy ahead of the Camogie All-Ireland semi-final tomorrow up in Croke Park Cork and uh, Kilkenny just update you at the latest score in the Premier League no change actually as it stands at Anfield it remains Chelsea won uh, Liverpool won Chelsea won there so uh, won all there 58 minutes on the clock now we're just going to wrap up our preview of tomorrow's uh, All-Ireland Camogie semi-final between Cork and Kilkenny and uh, you heard Ger McCarthy there chatting to Paddy Murray the manager and Linda Collins, the captain, and Jer joins us now on the line. Jer, how's it going? I'm really good, Colm, and yourself? Very good. The sun is shining all as well, and hopefully all will be well for Cork tomorrow afternoon, but it is going to be a tough, tough game for them, isn't it? It is definitely going to be a tough game, Colm. Um, they're the team that beat Cork last year in the All-Ireland Championship. They're the reigning All-Ireland and national uh, reigning All-Ireland champions. And I guess the thing I think that everybody, in, I think you would have heard there in the previous interviews, they're informed, they're playing quite well at the moment. And I think one big plus for Kilkenny is they came through their qualification group having lost to Galway, but they recovered from that very, very well. And the manner in which they put up 319 to beat Wexford in the quarterfinals at Parky Creed recently, as Paddy Murray attested to there, this is a mm. this is Kilkenny team hitting form in, in, in excellent route held with all the forwards and all the scoring threats that they have so Cork have it all to do and we know as we mentioned how, how well the two counties know each other I suppose Ger, they, they faced each other in many many semi-finals and finals over, over the last number of years in, uh, going back 2017-2018 Cork were victorious and as you said Kilkenny victorious last year and various finals and semis over the years um, so they know what each other are about but Kilkenny will probably enter the game favourites won't they? They will, and justifiably so. I think one of the big plus points they've had is that even though they lost to Galway in the build-up on their way to the semi-final, as we said, they got that extra game column. They got a mm. game in between their last group game and this upcoming clash at Crow Park with Cork. And that can make all the difference because um, like the cork Camogie team have been out of action for nearly five weeks, probably for one to uh, roughly five weeks. And when it's quite a that, long gap, really, isn't it, in the middle of the summer? You do wonder about the advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, they top their group, and deservedly so. But when you top your group, the advantage, basically, they've lost any kind of advantage they would have had because of the fact Kilkenny have had that game at Wexford. And as any Camogie player will tell you, there's nothing better than 70 minutes of intense championship action. Um, all the training sessions in the world and all the breaks that you might get don't really come into it. And I, that, that is a big concern for me because even though they've picked a very strong team and I think they've picked the right team, Cork, um, this Kilkenny team now will have that advantage of that extra game under their belts and it could be the deciding factor down the stretch. 
Potty Murray, we heard him there a while ago. He is going to have the team really fired up for this game. He's going to have them really motivated. They'll be well-trained. They'll be well-drilled. But as you alluded to there, Jerry, it's hard to have that sharpness after a five-week break. Um, you're not going to get that from a training session the same way you will, as you say, from a, an intense 70-minute game. No, you won't. And, and you're right. And even though Potty mentioned the fact that they would have had A versus B, much like the ladies' football, A versus B training games would be probably the most intense in the country, considering the quality yeah. of Potty Murray's panel. It's still not the same thing, Colm. You need to you need to make mistakes in championship games in the white heat of battle. You need to make alterations. And I know Paddy, there's nothing Paddy can do about it now, but I think if you asked him before the championship started, would you prefer Cork to have a quarter final and an extra game coming into a semi final to face Kilkenny? I think he would have. But look, there's enough quality out on that Cork team and in that on the pitch on Sunday to beat Kilkenny. That's really what the bottom line is, but they're all gonna have to play to their maximum. I think a huge amount would hinge on Ashling Thompson and Katrina Mackey in the middle of the pitch yeah. and their battle with Steffi Fitzgerald and Grace Walsh because everywhere you look, Colm, everywhere you look on both teams, there are some fantastic, fantastic players um, and none more so than Denise Gall. She was outstanding for Kilkenny against Wexford. She's going to take some serious marking. It'll be interesting to see who picks her up. Will it be Laura Hayes? Will it be Laura Tracy? And on the other side, Cork have a lot of players that can cause damage too. Amy O'Connor, of course, Fiona Keating and Linda Collins in the inside line. And then you've got Orla Cronin, Chloe Sigerson, Kira Sullivan. So the weapons are there, Cullum. The question is, will they get enough room? Will they get enough time to do damage? And I, I really, I think this is going to be unbelievably close. I mean, you said you said he's picked the right team. It is a very, very strong team, isn't it? And that would suggest it is going to be close. It is because I think Cork match up quite well, um, depending on where Kilkenny deploy their their own star players. I mean, Miriam Walsh full forward. We haven't even mentioned her. Katie Nolan, Nipa Doyle at full forward line, very mobile and very good at dragging players out of mm-hmm. position. And that's where Cork will have to get their matchups right. They've named Vivi Coppinger at full back. Um, I don't know if she's going to play there, but certainly who does who the Cork players pick up in that full forward line and definitely who picks up Denise Gall and keeps her quiet or as quiet as they possibly can for a player of her talent uh, would be very interesting. And just one other name to mention, I think it's pretty obvious, the return of Anne Dalton, who had retired last year and was one of the all-time great Kilkenny Camogie players. She returned as the reserve goalkeeper um, for the Kilkenny team against Wexford. She's been an outstanding player all her career. Do not under it. Do not be surprised if she makes an appearance at some stage. Her experience, just her guile, her ability, the last 10-15 minutes, if it's still in the melting pot, I believe she'll be coming on and I don't think she'll be coming on as reserve goalkeeper. Very good. So, Ger, we'll uh, put you on the spot as we always like to do. If you had to call it tomorrow either way, Cork or Kilkenny, I know we're saying Kilkenny the favourites. Are you going with the logic of that or are you going with your heart in Cork? What do you think? It's very hard to bet against this Kilkenny team. It really is. They are that good and I think Paddy Murray also mentioned that he was more impressed with them after the Wexford game the last day than he was when he went in. And he's Paddy's probably the best judge of a team you'll find in the country. However, semi-finals are very strange days. It's a doubleheader in Crow Park. It's big national attention. All eyes are on it, which is great for the promotion of Camogie, by the way. Mm. And great to see a doubleheader going there. I think if Cork, I think Cork have not reached their peak yet this season, and I think he's picked the strongest available team to him. So why not? I think if Cork are there with 10, 15 minutes to go. I think Cork are going to do it, but it may require extra time. Great stuff. Uh, we like your confidence. But um, actually, what's the attendance uh, they allowed there tomorrow, Ger? Obviously, uh, I was up at Crow Park myself. We had 40,000 there last week. What are they allowed tomorrow? Because it's like it's 25,000 at the semi final for the football today, and it seems to be varying attendances for everything. So, what are they allowed? The honest answer is I don't know, but because it's a test, like all these games, and people have been asking me, especially with the controversy in the county final club championships and why only a certain amount of players or supporters are allowed in. The NFET and the HSE have decreed these games at Crow Park as test events. 
which means they tested out 20,000 for mm. the Cork and Me ladies football and the Roscommon and Offaly under 20 doubleheader that I was at the week before. They upped it to 40,000 last week. I would imagine when there's four counties coming and it's two semi-finals, you'd be looking at 40,000 max. Whether you'll get that or not remains to be seen. Um, but I think we're inching slowly closer and closer back to some bit of normality. I would like to think, love to think, that there'll be a brilliant atmosphere tomorrow. There deserves to be because we've got the four best teams in the country, Tip, Galway, and of course, Kilkenny and Cork. And um, what a way to finish off a doubleheader weekend of, of two high-quality games with Cork booking their place in the All-Ireland final. Absolutely. Fingers crossed. And actually, George, just while we have you on a totally unrelated subject, I know you're a, Spur- <laughs> a Spurs fan. Um, what, what did you make of Harry Kane during the week? Great news for Spurs. I mean, United fans, so great news, as I mentioned earlier, for United. Like, I mean, that came out of the blue yesterday with Ronaldo signing for Manchester United. Absolutely massive. But what about Harry Kane? Well, there's two things. One, we probably need a whole other show for me to tell you my true feelings. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Colin. But what I am really happy with is to see fellas in their late 20s and early 30s, like myself, tongue-in-cheek, getting <laughs> a chance in the Premier League again. I think Daniel Levy is the big winner is, in, the, he, yeah. in the Harry Kane saga because he's got his captain back who will now be doubly determined to prove the doubters wrong. And if we can hold on to him to the end of next year and still cash in, then happy days. As for Ronnie returning to Manchester United, I assume you'll be wearing a Ronaldo 7 jersey when you're on holidays. I'll have, to, I'll have to dig one out there. On you see, you'll see me on Instagram there wandering around Marbella in a Ronaldo jersey during the week. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's like 10 years all over again, but sure, look, how bad. How bad. How bad. Two, two good signings for two clubs that needed it. Absolutely. Listen, Ger, enjoy the weekend, and we'll chat to you on the show again over the weekend, okay? Cheers, Colin. Thank you, sir. And uh, Jared's going to be down at uh, Porky Queef tomorrow as well for us at the Nemo game. So we'll chat to Jared on the show tomorrow evening as well. We will have a reaction to that uh, Nemo and Castlehaven um, county final, 2020 county final on the show tomorrow evening from 6pm. We'll also have reaction hopefully to the, uh, what will be hopefully a Cork win in the Camogie semi-final, um, fingers crossed. And uh, we'll also bring you reaction to Kerry's uh, defeat to Tyrone as Tyrone march on to the All-Ireland final after this evening's semi-final with a reaction to that game on the show tomorrow evening I will chat to you from 6pm in the meantime have a wonderful Saturday evening enjoy the sunshine and stand by for Mr Stevie G on the way The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM